What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio. You like my radio voice? I've been practicing it. You've got a great voice. I feel like, oh, well, my wife says this. You've got a radio voice. Oh, thanks. A face for radio, <laughs> as they say. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, you guys. Uh, there were a few questions. When the heck do you actually do this show? We appreciate that question. Five o'clock on Wednesdays is the day that we actually pull this thing off. The hurricane threw us, um, but that's the goal. 5 p.m. on Wednesdays to check the... Um, to catch the traffic. Yeah, the traffic, yeah. If you're going to heckle, if you're going to stump... <laughs> If you want to engage in this lively discussion, you got to you got to join us live. That's right. That's right. And we we appreciate that whenever people come in and they engage and participate and stuff like that. That's good. Even if it's maybe you don't necessarily agree with everything, it's still fun. It's still fun. We won't. Um, well, if hurt everyone your already agreed with us, we wouldn't do the show. <laughs> there would be no reason to do the, the show. point of this is to convince people to believe something they don't yet believe. That's exactly. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're That's upfront exactly about right. this at least. It's, yeah, we're not. It's not like we're slowly. Trying to just yeah, there's bring no you bait and switch the here. Side. There's no bait and switch. I, we want switch. people to no. be as happy as we are, right? That's mm, it's like when mm. you have a, your first child, <laughs> and you try to explain to someone else <laughs> how great having a kid is, how great it is, mm. and and try to challenge them. Hey, you should have children. You're like, well, we're waiting. You know, we yeah. kind of want to explore life, and you're like, no, no, you don't get it. That's right. This is the best thing ever. And they're like, but yeah, I, but I want to have money in my bank account. Mm. But I believe the TV, not you know, not my pastors. <laughs> you know? So it's like this when assessment. we talk about the eschatological hope of the world. Mm. Just trying to convince all the Debbie Downers to uh, get with it that there, there's there's hope out there for the future. Ooh. I mean, this is coming up from the sincere depths of our hearts. It's welling up. It really so is. It cannot help but well up. Mm, so I like it. Um, David Mendoza, I do not appreciate your comment about my shirt. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, getting personal. You know, we were we were just talking good things about David actually before the show, but now <laughs> I officially retract all those statements. They will be stricken from the record. Stricken? Struck? Strike the record. Striked? Strict. Whatever. Yeah, Thanks a lot, Dave. Eliminated. He is no longer the best drummer you've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Done. But yeah, guys, welcome to the show. If you guys want to talk a little bit today, we're getting into the idea of the great tribulation. Yes, indeed. Mm. Tribu- it's tribulating. To tribu- nope, nope, mm. too far. Okay, rolling it back, rolling it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm trying to figure out how to find this on Facebook. To so. find <laughs> to find our video, yeah. Like, Hold how on. do you? Give I'm on computer. Christchurch Media. It's okay, guys. Sometimes Brandon is like an old man, and we just have to step in here and help him out. Here we go. Buddy. There we go. Your, I mean, your whole computer's broken. What, <laughs> what did you do to this? <laughs> oh my gosh! What is wrong with your machine? Oh, it's gonna be okay, guys. We are sophisticated. We're gonna, we're gonna get you. We're gonna. Yeah, get if it you doesn't work, away. you know, I'll just. Oh, okay, something's happening. Something's happening, and and we got it. There you go. Oh, buddy. that looks pretty good. There you go. Look at that, producer <laughs> man. That looks nice. <laughs> that was some nice production. Oh man, this so, Coca Cola right here, though. Yeah. They didn't pay for that. They didn't pay for that spot. We need to we need to move this up. Mm. Ooh, Raquel, I gotta come get that chicken. I forgot about that. Raquel Manuel has uh, cleaned one of our former chickens. Oh, fun! Which I guess it's still a chicken. 
It's poultry. It's poultry. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to go pick one of those up. I'm gonna have to make that happen. We're gonna have to make that happen. She also is the person that we're gonna be buying that cow from later. Mm. But this is I'm getting distracted. We're talking about nobody wants to t- when we start talking about farm stuff. Nobody listens. Signs everybody off, goes so, to sleep. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so instead, let's talk about the rapture. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, the tribulation. Do you remember the tribulation force movie? Do you remember that whenever it came <laughs> out? Oh, dude, Mr. T on the front of it. With his mohawk on. Is that related to the Great Tribulation of Matthew 24? Or it's just called the Tribulation it, Force? So is it Kirk is a Cameron part starring? of the Left Behind series. Is it? Okay. Yes. And it is a movie that came out. I think it's like the fourth movie or something. And it's uh, called Tribulation Force. I don't even know what the story is. But the cover is Mr. T. Pretty sure he's got a gun in his hands. Mohawk and bling roller. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's fantastic. It really is. Well, speaking of Tribulation Force... Mm. Kirk Cameron has um, repented, has recanted of all of those former views. What? Did you know that? Yeah, he's no longer um, in that old dispensational, pre-mill, pre-trib rapture uh, eschatological viewpoint. Wait, hold on. That's Are right. you serious? Absolutely. When did that happen? Uh, it's been years ago. It's been years what? ago. What? Guess what he does believe in? What? Bright hope for the future. Dang He's come on over to the to the kingdom of light. See, that's what I saw Doug Wilson on TBN one time. That was his whole goal. He was I'm going, sorry, who? Doug. Come again? You know. <laughs> <laughs> who? Oh, you mean who, you he who shall not be named? <laughs> <laughs> Moscow man bad. <laughs> Who are you right. speaking of? Now we're losing everybody. They have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. Oh, I didn't know that about Kirk Cameron. Yeah. That's cool. Fascinating. Maybe we some of our we viewers. Got him. Technically, he was there before. Team. I mean, you know, let's yeah. just be honest. Well, the Holy Spirit guides us into truth. You mm. know, not immediately, but it takes time. Okay. okay. And uh, and that's what we hope for our listeners as well. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Now, maybe Amen. our research team can uh, drop in the comments what what is going on with Kirk. But uh, we'll wait. Team. We'll wait and see. <laughs> it's a re- it's a proxy research team. I like it. They work pro bono. That's good. That's right. That's good. They're doing their things. Um. Yeah. So, why is it that you insist on speaking about these divisive things so much, Pastor yeah. Stewart? Pastor Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah. I'm, I'll, just, I'll I'm a controversial it. person. I'll answer it on your behalf. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy who says the name that shall not be named. This is deteriorating fast. Okay, go. Go. Here's the reason. Okay, There's go. a lot of reasons. Mm. But ideas have consequences. Do they? No. They do. They I'm do. Shocked. When you believe false things, it does have an impact not only on the way you live, but the way you lead your family and the way that the society will be led as more and more people hold on to these false ideas. You know, sin is, well, underneath sin is lies, Mm -hmm. falsehoods, Mm -hmm. fallacies, um, incorrect doctrines, bad Mm worldviews. All sin is founded on error and falsehood. All of it. All of it. Mm -hmm. At the foundation of everything is an incorrect understanding of a lie. And so that doesn't mean that it's a sin to be mistaken. Mm -hmm. It could be. Mm -hmm. Depends on if you're willfully ignorant. If you refuse to listen to God's revealed word, if you refuse to clearly um, read the text teachably and be open to the spirit of God, Mm -hmm. it could be, but we're all growing and learning. Sure. But at the end of the day, ideas have consequences. And and we mentioned some in the last show. I liquidated my entire retirement portfolio (laughs) because of these ideas. 
<laughs> but they have even more. Uh, they have even more damaging uh, consequences well, in society at large. I think it's also interesting that you can go and take a lick, take a look at different church buildings, right? Yeah, and you can kind of get a quick idea about what their eschatological view is. You could just by the way that the thing, like if you're building a metal building just throwing it up quick to try and get it there. Chances are you think everything's going to burn down and we're all just going to get raptured. But if yeah, you could just be poor. You could also uh, be poor. And not have any other options. That's very true. That's um, very true. But we are speaking in generalities yeah. here. Generals. Mm -hmm. But if you are if you have the dollars and you build something that's going to last for generations, yeah. then chances are you probably have a, a future hope. You're, you're running like the hare rather than the tortoise. Jasmine Chauvin says, can y'all, in a snippet, Explain the difference between pre-mill, on-mill, and post-mill. You have 15 seconds? 15 Go. seconds. Well, in this show, we're going to be talking about the Great Tribulation. We have seven seconds left. And we are going to be showing that this foretold Great Tribulation <laughs> out of time. is not in the future, but is in the past. <laughs> Ooh, what? See, like, here's the thing. We what? Have, you so gotta, no Mr. T Tribulation yeah. Force? you got to build the scaffolding. You know, okay. Okay. I... I we, we, we can say, like, there's a millennial kingdom. It is uh, either a thousand years or it's figuratively a thousand years. Mm. Um, the rapture happens before it, after it. There's a lot of different views as to the chronological aspects of all of these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. as we build each show, we're going to build the case Ooh. for what is partial preterist postmillennialism. So just to let the cat out of the bag. Triple P. Now, of course, when people hear that, they might just immediately turn it off. But don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared. It's interesting. You were telling me, you know, like people are affected whenever they hear about um, shows like this. Like this, this is worldview shifting. And we didn't even realize, or at least I didn't even realize this the last time that we got together to do this, that it was such a, a crucial thing for a lot of people. It, it really is. And that brings us to our second thing. Why should we focus on something that's so hard, so difficult? And that's because this is a crucial aspect of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. The gospel, and, and here, it, this can be connected to what's going on in our world right now, what's going wrong in our world. The gospel is not just for the insides of our hearts mm -hmm. and our, our family and our prayer closet. The gospel is for the whole world. And the gospel is not just for the whole world after time. Mm-hmm. The gospel is for the whole world now until the end of time and beyond. So that's really what we're dealing with is do we have hope that the future can be good, that God will defeat his enemies mm -hmm. and, and reveal his church mm -hmm. and deliver on his promises in human history mm -hmm. for the here and now? Or is it all going to hell in a handbasket? Or is it all just spiritual and only to be experienced in some sense in our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. You know, or and all those uh, all those views have a very different effect on the way you live. They absolutely like, right do. now. The Ideas you, have consequences. Right. They have an effect on your emotions. They mm -hmm. have effect on the way you live. Now, some views are worse than others. We're not saying they're all equal. Some sure. are worse than others. Some are closer to others than others. Mm. So, but we're going to get to all of that in due time. Mm. That's what we're going to be doing this show for probably a year mm -hmm. as we build the case. And hopefully folks are listening. Yeah. Right. So um, let's start off. Matthew 24, 21. I'm ready. Let's go. Jesus prophesies. For then there will be great tribulation. 
If you have your Bibles and you like to follow along with your Bibles, you can uh, turn to Matthew chapter 24. That's pretty turn much where me, we're going to be. Matthew 24. That's right. Feels like a preacher. Matthew 24, 21. For then there will be great tribulation. Then. Mr. T will show up. Then Mr. T will show up. With his M16. That's right. Now i got to find this picture. Sorry. Why is producer Matt not putting that on the screen? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find it myself. He's trying. I'm going to find it myself. I'm sorry. I'm distracting you. So while you do that that important work, um, Matthew 24, 21, for then there will be great tribulations such as not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. Now you see, right out of the gate, we are tempted to think, well, that clearly has to be something at the end of the world, right? I mean, do we have folks listening? Is Jasmine still tuning in? Everybody folks? is on the edge of their seat. I mean, when you, see, when you hear that, such has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no and never will be. Wow. That seems like the end of the world. It does. But what if I were to tell you that this expression is used in other places in the Bible for other episodes of judgment? Mm. Then you would immediately think, well, it's a figure of speech. Oh, that's true. It's an expression. That's true. It's Mm. not necessarily referring to the end of human history. Okay. We're going to come through all of these things verse by verse in later shows. We're still working on that overview. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But just mm -hmm. when we read this, I would like to challenge people not to jump to conclusions, but rather use the analogy of Scripture, Mm -hmm. which is a hermeneutical principle wherein you you figure out what one phrase means by looking at it in other places in Scripture. Mm -hmm, Jesus mm -hmm. is quoting from the Old Testament throughout this. He's using Old Testament language. They are Old Testament people. So you have to see where these expressions are used in other parts of the Bible if you're going to figure out what they mean. Okay? Okay. okay. So, but here he says in verse 21, he says, then there will be the great tribulation. Hmm. So this opens up the question for us. When is the great tribulation? Now, if you're looking at a Bible passage and it's predicting an event, the Mm -hmm. great tribulation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and you want to know when, you need to go to the verses first that answer the question when clearly and most obviously okay okay and if you look at matthew 24 verse 34 we see the verse that most clearly and obviously and plainly answers Mm. the question when and it's in verse 24 or chapter 24 verse 34 Mm -hmm. jesus says truly i say to you this generation this generation not that generation Mm-hmm. This is the near demonstrative pronoun. It refers to that which is near. Okay. Right? Got Not it. that which is far. Over there. This generation. Mm. But let's use our rule that we learned, class, the analogy okay. of Scripture. Okay. And look at the phrase, this generation, in the rest of Matthew. And okay. as you look up this generation in the rest of Matthew, you will see it used seven or eight times, every single one of them referring to the people standing in front of Jesus. That were alive mm. in that generation. Those people right there. Those people right there. Okay. This generation. Like when we talk about, wow, this generation these days, these kids these days. These kids. Right. <laughs> Whippersnappers. This <laughs> generation is a technical term that Jesus uses throughout Matthew, mm-hmm. and it always refers to that wicked and perverse generation mm-hmm. that was alive in Jesus' time and that crucified him. They are the mm-hmm. ultimate picture, so to speak, of that wilderness generation okay. that fell away 
and did not go forward into the promised land with faith. Hmm. See? I do. I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things, what things, the things he's referring to in the chapter, take place. Mm. So if you want to answer the question, when is the great tribulation, you go to the most clearly obvious text, and there it is. It's during the generation of the people that were alive during Jesus' day. Mm. Debate is over. Boom. It's over. Done. It's straight up over. It's interesting, though, because that is one of the most explained away verses whenever we're dealing with oh you should see the aerobics <laughs> that people, textual acrobatics oh as we should say yeah what they will not do is the analogy of scripture well this generation doesn't mean this generation they actually mean it means race now think what? about that this race will not pass okay so the jewish race will not pass away until all these things take place yet we believe from scripture they believe from scripture that the jewish race will never pass away even when you switch hmm. it to race, which that word does not mean race ever, right? <laughs> right. But even when you switch to that, it makes no sense inside of that that um, futuristic great tribulation pre-mill system. Right, right. It doesn't work. Within 40 years of Jesus speaking, mm-hmm. 40 years in the wilderness, 40 years in the wilderness, that generation was going to pass away. They would be judged. All the things that were mentioned in Matthew 24 would take... In, that, in this section of Matthew 24, mm-hmm. will take place within their lifespan. Hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let me just keep um, pouring it on. Go Matthew ahead. 23, verse 32. Okay. So we're going a, a chapter ahead to chapter 23. Okay. Starting in verse 32. Jesus says to the crowd around him, and we know he's talking to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, those who reject him. He says, fill up then the measure of your fathers, you serpents. I'm not a big fan of name calling. But we have to reconcile this somehow. Sure. Okay. Sure. Because Jesus. You brood of vipers. His name calling here. So you serpents, you brood of vipers. Mm-hmm. Now, what's a brood of a viper? A lot of vipers. Little baby vipers. Oh, got it. Okay. And who's the viper? Satan. I mean, he's, you're basically, he's saying, you're Sons not of, of your father, Abraham. You are your father, the devil. Got it. He, he uses this expression often. I like that. Okay. How are you to escape? Now, they translate it being sentenced to hell. But take a look at other translations to see what we're referring to. But we can move on. Verse 34. Okay. Therefore, I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues. Okay, so who's he talking to? He's talking to the Jewish people. He's talking to the Jewish generation in front of him. Right. And he says, just like your fathers, I send you prophets, I send you scribes, mm-hmm. you flog them, you crucify them, And you flog them in your synagogues. Okay. He is talking to the people in front of him that go to church in a synagogue every Sabbath. Okay. In your synagogues, you will persecute them. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And persecute from town to town. We know this is exactly what happens in Acts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Verse 35. So that on you, on who? On the future generation that I'm referring to but you think i'm talking to you right now Mm -hmm. but i'm secretly talking about another generation Mm -hmm. no he's speaking and he's saying on you if i were to say all of this is going to come on you you serpent you wouldn't think oh you must be talking about someone ten thousand years in the future yeah okay it's no big deal you're not (laughs) talking to me he's saying so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth Mm -hmm. from the blood of righteous abel because they're like Cain, they killed Abel, mm. to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Barakiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. 
So within their recent memory, someone had been murdered mm. in the temple area. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. one of God's prophets killed. Mm. And then he says in verse 36, Truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Mm. Over and over and over again. When is the tribulation within 40 years of Jesus saying these words? This generation, the wicked and perverse generation. Look up the phrase over and over again. All right. Now, as we move on to their next thing, if my computer will work, there we go. The next question is, where will the great tribulation happen? Now, we've, we've learned our lesson, right? Mm-hmm. If we ask the question where, where do we go? What do we look to well, first? it happens in the United States because <laughs> we're the Babylon of the day, right? right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, it's, it's the Gentile nations persecuting the Jews yeah. in the future tribulation. And they're about to blow the shofar in Jerusalem. We don't have time to talk about that. No, no. <laughs> but you can see clearly here the persecutors aren't the Gentiles persecuting the Jews. It's the Jews persecuting the church. Mm. You can see it as clear as day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. where would it be? If we're going to answer where is this great tribulation going to be, right. we go to the verse which clearly talks about where. Okay. Matthew twenty four fifteen. So when you, who? You. <laughs> He's talking to them. When you see the abomination of desolation. It's interesting because when a lot of us read it, we're like, so when you, like me. So when I see the abomination of desolation? How do I know what the abomination of desolation is? What's that? Well, how would we? We would look up the phrase in the Bible. And he even tells us what book to turn to. Abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel. Ah, Daniel chapter 9. What's this abomination of desolation? Oh, it's a prince that will come to Jerusalem. A prince that will come to Jerusalem? He's talking about the Roman emperor to jump ahead of the story dang he's saying this ruler of armies will come to jerusalem he is an abomination of desolation desolation of what jesus said the chapter before behold you who have no fruit on your vine your house is left to left to you desolate that's the temple mm-hmm. it would be desolated by this abominable gentile prince Mm. Daniel foretold this as clear. You can see all of this in Daniel 9 as Standing well. Standing in the holy place. Daniel, yeah. not, Daniel 9 will even tell you when it will happen. It will give you the years, roughly, mm. as to when the Messiah would appear, when the prince would come, and then what would happen. Mm. Standing Now, first of all, we see this abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel, okay? Mm-hmm. So we know it's a prince, Daniel 9. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see that he's standing. Who stands? People stand. Right. When you see this guy standing. Got it. In the holy place. That's probably the temple courtyard or or the city of Jerusalem around the temple. Okay. Let the reader understand. That's an editorial comment put in there when they put this together. Because when was Matthew put together? Not long after the death of Jesus, as the apostles started to get older, Mm. they put Matthew together, one of the earlier books, because this generation was still around. Mm -hmm. They put it together, made an editorial comment, let the reader understand, Mm. when Mm. you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then let those who are in where? Judea flee on foot to the mountains. Hmm. This is not complicated. It is only complicated because dispensationalists within the last 150 years have mucked this all up. Hmm. I mean, it, this is so simple. Where? In Judea. Who? Those in Judea. 
where Jerusalem is the capital. Mm -hmm. When you see this abomination come and stand in Jerusalem in the holy place, everybody in Judea go to the mountains. Run. How? In a jet plane? Teleported? Because this is way in the future? No. (laughs) Flee on foot to the mountains. Yeah, yeah. This happened in human history. Mm Mm-hmm. This can be read about from Josephus in his book entitled The Wars, where he chronicles all of this. Okay? (laughs) It's so plain. Luke chapter 21, verse 20. This is the other account. Luke 21, 20. Okay. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, can it be? This happened 40 years later. Right. The Romans came. They stood in the temple. They leaned their eagle staffs up against the wall of the temple. The temple, the whole city was besieged. He says, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that it's desolation, the abomination of desolation, the house that would be desolate, as Jesus predicted, has come near. Mm. It's about to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When is it about to happen? It's near. Then let those who are in Judea, who? Those in Judea, flee to the mountains. And let those who are inside the city depart. And let those who are out in the country enter it. For these are days of vengeance. To fulfill that days of vengeance, quoted from the Old Testament, look it up, it tells you everything you need to know. Mm. To fulfill all that was written, because this was prophesied in Deuteronomy. Mm. Okay? So they are receiving the final curses of breaking the covenant, which is exile. Deuteronomy 27 and 28. Mm. Right? Now, uh, if you th- look at the book of Acts, okay? Okay. And we're going to do this more and more and more. But you remember the theme of Acts. It's, it's not 70 AD yet, okay? The Romans haven't come yet. Okay. Right out of the gate, persecution. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate, they begin to scatter, and they're leaving Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Here's the, the one of the most and glorious Saul things in the Tarsus world. Saul is following them Saul, city they're to going city. city to city, yeah. flogging them in the synagogues, mm-hmm. and they're leaving. One of the most amazing things is that the Christians in the first century church in Jerusalem knew that this city was under covenantal judgment. It was a matter of time before the Romans were going to come. They had the sign to look out for. They were being persecuted, and they were fleeing. So when Jesus warns them in Matthew 24, he essentially performs an exodus of all the church out of the new Egypt, the new Babylon, which is Jerusalem, into the Gentile nations. Right? It is masterfully done. Mm-hmm. Right? It, this is deeper than, than we have time for right now. Okay. okay. But Jesus, the new Moses, leads his people away as the plagues fall down on Jerusalem. Right. So it's that that to me is amazing. That to me is so yeah. encouraging. Yeah. That he always warns. Now we're going to go to verses where he clearly says this, okay? Right. Um but let's just keep rolling on through here. See if we have any other verses. Verse um 3. Okay? Okay. 243. Anybody still listening? No. They've all signed off. All right. We got a few folks. <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done. <laughs> right. Here's the clincher. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. What this means is that all the things predicted in this section already happened. Okay. Right? 
If this was in Judea, first century, first generation, Romans destroyed them, judged in 70 AD, mm-hmm. right? The Out with the old Jerusalem, in with the new Jerusalem, the church. Out with the old temple, in with the new temple. Okay. That's the meaning of the New Testament, the meaning of the book of Revelation. I see a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know, okay. the old okay. one is gone, all right? So, all right, all right, all right. Right? All of that is predicting what would happen in AD 70. Okay. So what that means is all the stuff here in Matthew 24... And you're going to recognize this stuff. You've heard this stuff before. Okay. It's not in the future. It's in the past. Okay. Okay. So here it is. As he sat down on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and they will be led astray. Now you've heard that verse before. Yeah. Yeah. And you. It's the Antichrist. The when you take this and you throw it into the future, you're like, ooh, no, no, Jesus can't come back. We're waiting on the final and great apostasy. There's going to be a great falling away. Look around at what's going on in America. Mm. The church is falling apart. There's a, we always knew there was going to be a great falling away right before Jesus came back. Mm. So hold on, church. You don't need to do anything. Just hold on. You, know, you, don't, you don't need to build institutions. You don't need to exercise dominion. You don't need to fight in the culture wars. You don't need to worry about educating the next and the next and the next generation. Don't do any of that. Look at the great apostasy because Jesus is just around the bend. And here we are still believing this nonsense, being totally unessential Mm. and irrelevant to what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Because we think Jesus is about to bail us out so we don't have to do anything, so we don't have to work, Mm. so we can abdicate. It it is a juicy lie. It's a, a lie one. that we want to believe. Yeah. Right? You don't do you you don't have to save. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to invest mm. when mm. it's just you know, it's almost over with. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, once you're taking the final exams, you're you're done. You're done working. It's mm. over with. Okay. Mm. When they asked Martin Luther what would he do if he found out the world was gonna quote end, you know, in his lifetime, he says, I would plant a tree. Because when the world quote ends, when human history is wrapped up it's not all going to burn. Mm. The Bible does not teach that. Jesus is going to return. The kingdom come, thy will be done. We don't pray, burn it all down, but take us out before. This is a <laughs> false teaching that has impacted evangelicalism throughout all of America. And, it, and this is, this is, big assertion here, why we hardly have any answer to what's going on in our world right now because we've abdicated from politics, abdicated from art, abdicated from journalism, abdicated from media, abdicated from science. Hmm. We're all just waiting. Oh, any day now, any day now, looking through the newspapers Hmm. or the Hmm. blogs, whatever they look through these days. So there's not going to be some future falling away. Now, if you read the book of Acts, were there false teachers claiming to be Christ and people following them? Oh, yeah. Simon the Magus, he's the most famous one in the book of Acts. Mm. If you read Josephus, the historian that chronicles this time period, there was tons of them, tons of, of Christ's little messiahs. That There's one guy who took like 30,000 people out in the wilderness, like some sort of a strange suicide cult. All of this stuff is happening in this first generation. Mm. He predicted it. But the book of Acts talks about this, the falling away, Simon Magus, Simon the magician, or Simon mm. the sorcerer being yeah. the most famous. I know I'm rolling through these quick, but just a few more. Verse 6, you've heard it, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. How many times have you heard that one? (laughs) Listen, Jesus 
lived in a time which was relatively peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's called the Pax Romana. Mm-hmm. Because of the power and the, the, the central power of the Roman Empire, there wasn't a lot of skirmishes. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty peaceful. The gospel could spread out on the roads. Mm-hmm. God ordained it this way. Mm-hmm. But he says when you start to hear of wars breaking out all over the empire, which happened Civil wars in France, civil war well Gaul, civil wars in Britain, civil wars throughout all of the empire, civil wars in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. When you start hearing this sort of crumbling and decaying, mm-hmm. and these wars breaking out, and people are falling away, see that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. Mm-hmm. So does that mean it's coming? Is that the end? No, no, no. But the end is not yet. Not yet. Hold on. All right. All right. You see? Verse go. 7, for nation will rise against nation. That's these nation that... Groups of people within the Roman Empire fighting and warring. The Pax Romana would be lifted off. And kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines. What is the book of Acts all about? Agabus the prophet foretold of the famine. Collection all throughout the New Testament. Collections for the famines. Oh, yeah. Macedonian church brings money to the Jerusalem church. I mean, we're talking about famines the whole New Testament. Okay? Okay. okay. There, there will be famines and earthquakes. Right? Yeah. Jesus is crucified. Giant earthquake. But if you read Josephus, you can, he tells of all the earthquakes. He's not, even, he's not a Christian. He's a Jewish historian. Unprecedented earthquakes all over the region in various places. But all these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Hmm. It's like, you know, y'all have had a, a baby recently. Just the beginning of the birth pains. It's like, oh, maybe we should go to the hospital. <laughs> maybe this is real. But it's not maybe. go time yet. Yeah. But if anyone is listening to us at this point... They all left. I hope not, because this is beautiful. <laughs> what is being pictured here is Israel like giving birth. Like something mm. new is about to break yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be pain. There's rumbling. There's, there's all of this. But get ready. You, you, you see it, though. You yeah. see yeah, the, yeah. the new covenant is about to be born. The, the new administration of God's covenant over this world. The new epoch. It's reason why we call it the New Testament. Because mm-hmm. this closes the chapter on the Old Testament, the mm-hmm. Old Covenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. What's Acts all about? Persecution. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sakes. They spread out into the world. They're hated by the Jews. They're hated by the Romans. And then many will fall away and betray one another. Demos and Simon the Magus, Mm -hmm. betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end of what? The end of this time period, Mm -hmm. end of the epoch, will be saved. Hold fast. Persevere. Mm. Press on. I've I've given you the signs. I've told you what to look for. It's coming. Be faithful. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. He ascends to heaven. The first thing he does is he baptizes them with spirit mm-hmm. at Pentecost. He delivers them for 40 years in the wilderness, mm-hmm. and then he baptizes Jerusalem with fire, as he foretold. Mm-hmm. They are destroyed by the Roman empires, but the church is already out of Dodge. Yeah, that's cool. That's what's what's cool. really cool is when the Romans came, they were like, we're getting a twofer here. We're going to kill the Jews and the Christians. Like hmm. they knew the Christians, they didn't know Christianity, but they knew it was like a subset of Jewish, yeah. of, of Jew, yeah. of 
Judaism. There it is. Right? Um, and, and, and this Christos figure was already causing trouble in Rome and all over the place. Paul had already spread it around. Right? Mm-hmm. So they hated both the Jews and the Christians. They thought, we're going to get a twofer here. This can be revealed in their letters that they wrote back and forth to each other. Hmm. So when they go there, they, they do persecute the Jews. They crush the whole city. But the Christians are already in the, in, in the empire, hmm. like leaven. 300 years go by, and it's all, it's all done for the Roman Empire. Hmm. And it's been spread never since. Boom. Man, this is good news. That's cool, man. This is good news. I like it. I like it. Well, there's some tricky verses there, guys, all over the chapter. We're going to get to all of them. Sure. But in the meantime, look them up in the Old Testament. See how they're used. Yeah. It's all and you got to do. It's also helpful to think about finding a certain phrase over and over again in the same writings to see how it's utilized over and over all you again. Gotta, especially Jesus quotes Jeremiah often when he's foretelling the destruction of Jerusalem the other about time. Matthew specifically? Yeah. In Matthew, in 24 and throughout Matthew, Jesus is quoting Jeremiah using mm-hmm. some of the phrases that he uses. Sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood, the stars will fall from the sky. This is all Old Testament apocalyptic prophetic language mm-hmm. for the fall of Jerusalem. Hmm. You can go and read where Jeremiah says it when they fell the first time to the Babylonians. Hmm. Just look it up in the Old Testament and, uh, and see how it's used. Don't go to the verse and then look to the newspaper. <laughs> right? Right, right. Look at, use the analogy of Scripture. And it is plain as day. I think it's plain as day without even doing that. Sure. This generation shall not pass. Yeah. Literally so. this one. There you have it. Not that one. All right. Well, That's I good. hope this has been a blessing to folks. Absolutely. It's super helpful for me as well. Guys, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, I want to encourage you. We have one episode that we've done on this particular show, uh, what, two weeks ago now? I think it was something like that. <laughs> so I'd encourage you to go back to listen to that one if you're just now jumping in with us. Um, we're going to be continuing to add to this in the weeks coming, really try to build up our understanding of how the end or the beginning, I guess I should say, mm. is really working out. Um, it's great to have you guys a part of the show. Feel free to uh, send us questions. You can email me, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at wearechristchurch.com. You can also find all kinds of resources at our Facebook page. Search, just search for Christchurch Media if you're not already watching there. Um, you can jump into any podcast stream that you might have. Search We Are Christchurch. You can also go to sermonaudio.com, search keyword We Are Christchurch, and connect to all kinds of resources, piles of resources that we've got available for you guys. And if you've got <coughs> questions, take advantage of it. I know for some of us, um, this topic might be scary <laughs> and or stressful or don't be scary. scary, stressful, but this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to feel scared. You know, we, we've all um, been tossed around a little bit in our uh, well, I've held every single major position of eschatology. <laughs> at one point or another. At one point. So I have, <laughs> you know, we have nothing but grace for folks you're you know been it. there done that you're feeling it yeah, yeah. so i want to encourage you guys keep getting connected <clears throat> i see y'all in the comments saying thank you thank you guys so much for joining with us uh, uh brad thanks for being a part your wife is always a faithful listener because you guys love each other all those wonderful things appreciate y'all and i guess um we'll see everybody next time yeah see next y'all next episode. time y'all take it Absolutely. easy see you later <laughs>